Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Television Archive, a show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Death Note. Today we will be discussing episode 37, the series finale, titled New World. Oh my god. Oh my god. This finale. This finale. It is on another level. It is on another goddamn level. It is such a perfect ending. It is such a perfect conclusion to this just incredible incredible series it is it is amazing like every shot every line of dialogue every little piece of this episode is just a stroke of genius it is so good it is so utterly good from start to finish so this episode begins it picks up right where the last one left off uh, with all the SPK members and all the task force members having their names written in the death note. But 40 seconds passes. And nobody dies. Not a single person. It's it's just done. Like they're 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 just still alive. Like there, nothing happens. And immediately Light's thinking, wait, what is what is going on? How is this possible? What is happening? And then Mikami's freaking out like, God, I did everything you told me to! How? How is this happening? God! And then Nier's people restrain Mikami, take the notebook, and are like, hey, uh, here's all our names except for Light Yagami. Also, Light just declared victory against me, and Mikami just addressed Light as God. Light's definitely Kira. There is no doubt about it anymore. Here is several pieces of proof that we have all just witnessed with our own eyes. And, oh my, from this point, from this point onward, Light just breaks. 
something in light completely breaks because he knows he lost. He knows he has completely lost. He knows it's over, but he doesn't want to accept it. And also, remember L's initial profiling, he hates to lose. So, something just breaks to him, and every, like, every shot of him, he's just drawn in this very disturbed, uh, very, like, contorted, like, almost, like, just ghoulish way, like, where you could just see, like, his eyes are all wide, and his mouth is just, like, <laughs> his mouth is not making normal motions. <laughs> like, just his entire face. Like, it's literally everything that Light has tried to hide this entire series bubbling up to the surface. Like, all the blackness and hate and disturbed nature of Light inside that we have not gotten a chance to see outside because Light's been so reserved, because Light's made such a conceited effort to project a totally different persona for himself. Like, this is the real Light. We are finally seeing the real Light, essentially, in this episode. And the real Light is terrifying. The real Light is horrific. And I think it's Brad Sewell. Uh, the name of the voice actor, uh, I forgot again. Uh, he did such a good job of portraying an unhinged light. A light that has just completely lost it. A light that has just snapped on at, at the moment he lost. And he's just like heavy breathing the entire time. Uh, he is talking in this way that just... Everything is a big proclamation. Everything is him breathlessly trying to talk his way out of it. Realizing there's no way to talk his way out of it. And just going crazy. And like, just... Everything. Everything around the character of like this episode. The way we see him, like, just so quickly and abruptly snap and come unhinged. And like, the way they portray Light's downfall in this episode is so good it is so utterly amazing and then near reveals his master plan that when he said he switched the notebooks he didn't just mean the fake notebook he didn't just mean the notebook mikami had on him he meant both notebooks because turns out when takata got kidnapped Mikami took matters into his own hands. And while uh, Light was writing Takata's name in the Death Note, Mikami also went to the bank a second time in two days, which is unlike him, went to the safe deposit boxes, took out the real Death Note, and wrote in Takata's name a minute later. And this gave... Nears people, this gave the SPK the opportunity to swap out the real Death Note for a fake one, for a forgery that was entirely created by the SPK. They used handwriting samples from Mikami to create every single page of the Death Note. 
uh, in Mikami's handwriting style with every single na- name, like, just entirely intact. Uh, all the little pages torn and all the, all the everything. Everything! They made sure to replicate every little piece of that Death Note. And they switched it out. They completely switched it out. So, Mir just had this big masterstroke where he figured out, uh, he figured out, oh, maybe there's a fake notebook. And then created this set of circumstances where he could go in, get the real Death Note, and switch it out with an entire fake. Not just pages, an entire fake. And... And, 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 that, uh, that mellow kidnapping Takeda, all of that was the impetus for near to do all this. And there was actually some coordination. This one SPK member, uh, who was constantly in contact with mellow, like, had talked to mellow about doing exactly this had talked to Mello about doing, creating the circumstances in which they could find the real Death Note. So Mello essentially kidnapped Takeda as part of a literal suicide mission. He knew, he knew what was going to happen, and Mello did it anyway. So Mello kidnapped Takeda knowing that this would allow Nier to have Mikami make a mistake that he could then take advantage of to catch Kira. And this was Mello coming to the realization, no, we have to work together. We can't, Neither of us can catch Kira on our own. We have to work together in order to surpass L and in order to catch Kira. So Mello, unbeknownst to Light, was actually, however indirectly, working in tandem with Nier. With the express purpose of like, okay, if there's a real Death Note, if there is a separate, entirely real Death Note out there, and that one's a fake, Mikami's gonna go for it. And this gives you the opportunity you need. And that's what... That's what did it. That's what did it. That's what did light in. He has underestimated Nier and Mello working together. He completely threw away the possibility of Nier and Mello working in tandem. Didn't even consider it. And that was his downfall. Now light, in his desperate attempt to try and get them to not kill him, try and get them to let him go, is like, you can't kill me. Like, I am God. I am justice. Like, I am the law of this new world. Like, look how much better the world's gotten under Kira. I need to be there. I'm the one who had to do this. It had to be me, no one else. It had to be me that picked up the Death Note. Me that killed all those people. Me that created the new world where all these righteous people live. And he goes on this great, 
brilliant, incredible monologue about how he is God, he is the one who had to do this, no one else could, and that he, his actions were necessary. And then at the end of this monologue, Nier just goes, Dude, no! (laughs) That's not in any way what you are. You are not a god, you are not justice, you are not the law. You're a serial killer. That's all you are. You're just a serial killer, a deranged, psychotic serial killer with delusions of grandeur who, at by complete coincidence, just so happened upon the greatest weapon of mass murder in human history. That is all you are, nothing more, nothing less. Look, I get it. I get that a lot of Death Note fans don't like Nier. But goddamn was that cathartic. <laughs> goddamn. Nier called out light on his bullshit. Flat out said, no, you are not a god. You are a serial killer. That is it. Like, that is cathartic as hell. Like, finally someone said it to him. Finally, someone called him out. It was, it's beautiful. It's a great moment. It's really, really spectacular. But then, after this, he tries to spit a lie of like, what if all the Death Notes here are fake? What if every Death Note here is a forgery and none of them are real? I'm the only one who has the real Death Note, so you need me alive so you can stop Kira once and for all, and you can get the real Death Note. And throughout this, he's taking out a pate, uh, he's taking out a piece of the Death Note, and is trying to write Nier's name. And someone spots him, and then Mas- Matsuda, Matsuda of all people, just turns around and shoots him, just shoots Light right in the arm. Blood is dripping down. And this is probably my favorite moment in the entire episode where Matsuda just flat out says to Light, like, what was this all for? What was this all for? Why do this? Why did your father die? And then Light, in this crazed state, with one arm just soaked with blood, just starts talking about how those good-hearted, earnest people always lose. Uh, do you want those people to be made a fool? Like, just bad-mouthing his dad, and then Matsuda's just like, Dude, you led your own father to his death, and now that he's gone, you are calling him a fool. And, like, Matsuda, this is really the first time, like, he's... Standing on his own. He's standing up to Kira. Like, this is the moment where Matsuda kind of shines. And is it just the butt of a joke? He's finally coming into his own. Uh, And then as Light's just like, okay, well, I'll start writing his name in blood... Matsuda just shoots Light a bunch of times, almost kills him. Like, literally, Matsuda's standing over Light as he's bleeding out and going, I'm gonna kill him! I'm gonna kill him! He has to die! 
Uh, and he doesn't end up doing it. He ends up getting held back. And this is the moment, like, lights on the ground, bleeding out, like, begging for, like, Misa or Takata or Mikami or someone to come to his rescue. And for all of his manipulation, he's got no one. He burned all of his cards. He had Misa forfeit the death note. She doesn't know that Light needs rescuing. He killed Takeda the second she became a burden. So she's gone. Mikami, who was convinced Kira was a god, is just sitting there with like tears in his eyes, just freaking out, not knowing how to handle this. Wait a minute, I'm watching these people kill who I considered to be god. Like, there's no one left to manipulate. Everyone knows who and what he really is. There's no one there to manipulate. No person he can sweet talk onto his side. No strings to pull. He's done. This is the moment where everyone around him just acknowledges, yeah, this is finally over. It's done. And... Then Mikami takes out a pen and stabs himself and is just bleeding all over the place, causing this commotion, which Light then uses to try and get away. And then Nier's flat out like, look, he's he's not going to get far. He's not going to get far with those wounds. He doesn't have any more pages of the Death Note. It's not even worth pursuing him at this point. But Light's running away, trying to get away, trying to get away. And then Ryuk's just like, yeah, okay, this is done. We're, we're, look, it was a good run. It was a good run, Light. You did a good, did a good job. We alleviated each other's boredom for a few years. It was entertaining, it was interesting, but look. There are two options here. <laughs> Either I let you live... And you spend the rest of your life in prison. And I just have to sit and wait for you to die. Or I write your name in the death note. And this is all over. And that's what Ryuk chooses. Ryuk writes Light's name in the death note. Because Light, after this, is no longer going to be entertaining for him. Either Light dies... And the story's over, or Light lives, spends the rest of his life in prison, and everything gets boring. So Ryuk's just like, fuck that. And writes Light's name in the Death Note, literally killing him with his own preferred method of killing a heart attack. Killing him with his own weapon. Like, Light fell to his own... To his own deal. He killed so many people with heart attacks and Light died with a heart attack via the Death Note. Like, and honestly, this ending with Ryuk is, I think, very, very profound. Because, like, it really does solidify, like, how pointless this all was. Like, this was all to alleviate Ryuk's boredom. Like, Ryuk didn't throw the Death Note into the human world for, like, some big cosmic plan. He was just like, okay, I'm bored. I'm gonna throw a Death Note into the human world and see what happens. Like, that's literally what he does. Like, this was never about creating a new world. It wasn't even about one man going on the greatest 
killing spree of all time. It was about the entertainment of a nihilistic death god. And there's probably something big and important in there about the human tendency to create pointless conflicts and the merits of pacifism versus aggression, but honestly, I'm just sitting here thinking, I'll definitely want it to fuck light, right? Like, 100%. I know we're way past this in the story, but, like, this needs to be talked about still. That foot rub in episode 25, like, that was not a friendly foot rub. (laughs) That was not a friendly foot rub at all. That was a leave a sign on the door the whole night through saying, do not disturb, do not disturb foot rub. (laughs) That was a, and if I were you, I'd bring your girlfriend too, because two is better than one, and three is better than two foot rub. (laughs) Never thought I'd uh, reference Hailstorm in a Death Note conversation, but here we are. It's a great way to end Light's story. Like, at the end of the day... Light forgot. Like, he was so busy pretending he was a puppet master that he forgot that he himself was the puppet. Like, he was a puppet of Ryuk. Ryuk gave him the death note and say, dance, puppet, dance. That's it. That's all. That's all he ever was. He got this power and assumed he was God. He assumed he was running the show. But this was all for Ryuk's benefit. Ryuk was the man behind the curtain. Not Light. Ryuk was the guy pulling the strings. Not Light. This was all for him. Not for Light. And yeah, Ryuk participated. When he thought it would make for something more interesting. That's about it. He just let shit play out. He was there to watch the madness unfold. Like, this was all a a curiosity for Ryuk. It really was. Like, this is... This was a story of one man... Forgetting he had a string attached. That was... Light's journey in this. He was told explicitly, you're my puppet, dance. And at some point, he forgot that. At some point, he forgot that Ryuk flat out told him, this is all for my amusement, go. Like, everything, literally everything in this show, like, every scheme, Every plot, every move of the proverbial chessboard, all of those deaths, all of that killing, all of that deception, it was all for nothing. It was all for nothing. It was just so one, one, like, Shinigami could be less bored for a few years. It's it's a perfect ending. It, it, it's a perfect ending. I love this show. And then we have that great credit sequence. Uh, we see L standing over Light the way Light stood over L when he died, which is great. Uh, we have this really good sequence where Misa 
is just on the roof of the old task force headquarters. And it looks a hell of a lot like she's gonna jump. We don't see her jump, but it's heavily implied that she's gonna jump. So Misa may or may not end this by killing herself. And that's it. That's the end of Death Note. That's how it all concludes. Damn, I love this show. (laughs) It's so great. It's so amazing. It's so perfection. Like, it has such a great idea to it. And the storytelling in there is so energetic and amazing and... Just constantly keeps you on your toes. Constantly keep it keeps you guessing. You're never entirely sure where they're going to go with it. And it's just... It's incredible. It's really incredible. I think it's great all the way through. Including this third arc with Nier and Mello. Like, I know a lot of people don't like Nier and Mello. Uh, I think they work very well. I think they work very well for what this story is about. Like, this... I mean, let's be honest... This third arc was not about Nier and Mello beating Light. This was Light being beaten by his own overconfidence. Like, this was a story of hubris. I mean, Nier even admits that, like, yeah, he's not as good as L. He needed help from Mello to beat Light. He needed help from Mello to beat Kira. Same with Mello, uh, vice versa. Like, Nier flat out admits he's not as good as L. <laughs> like, the show is aware... <laughs> The show is aware that you don't like Nier as much as you like L. That's the point. (laughs) Literally, the point is, yeah, he's not as good as L, but like got a lot more overconfident, and that was his undoing. That was his undoing. His overconfidence was his undoing. Like, Nier, Nier diagnosed him perfectly that first profile he did. Like, the current Kira is foolish and overconfident. And that foolishness, that overconfidence that he didn't have when he was going against L, that was the real antagonist of this third arc. Not Nier, not Mellow, Light's own ego. And when you view it through that lens, it elevates everything, quite honestly. Like, when you view it through that lens, this third arc becomes ten times better. Uh, And I think a lot of people missed the point. (laughs) I think a lot of people missed the point when it came to that. Uh, But yeah, the the point is, this this show is fan-freaking-tastic. It's my favorite anime. It's one of my favorite shows of all time. I love it so much. It's so, so goddamn good. So, we, uh, (laughs) we now move on to another season. I'll be putting up a poll for season 14 tomorrow with all the shows that we might possibly discuss. Very excited about this lineup. There's some really interesting stuff in there. A couple shows that I've put on polls before that, uh, actually, most of it's, (laughs) now that I'm thinking of it, most of the, most of the shows are stuff I put up on the poll before. Uh, some returning favorites that I would really, 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 really want to discuss at some point. Uh, one that I have not put up on the poll ever. There's one in there that I have never, ever put up on one of these. And I would absolutely love to do an entire season on it. I would absolutely like to talk about that show at length. But 
uh, yeah, we got a good slate of shows to pick from for season 14. So I'm very excited to see how that poll shakes out. Uh, but till then, that's all for Death Note. Uh, if you like this, we have the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as we go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much of our podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's simple as just to push a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd, TomTom4468. And support the show, patreon.com slash Clark. Pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. If you become a patron, you can also get access to the Television Archive Supplemental, which I'll be putting up there once every month. I'm going to be putting up one either tonight or tomorrow, uh, the ranking. Death Note edition. I'm going to rank all the television archive shows we've covered and include Death Note. So my updated version of that ranking. Uh, that'll be a thing and that'll be wonderful and great. So definitely listen to that when that is up. Uh, and uh, if that doesn't work for you, uh, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, like I said, tomorrow I'll be back with a new poll. Talk to you then. Hey guys, we have a lot of fun here discussing teenagers murdering people with magic notebooks. But while we sit talking about our favorite Japanese media, Asian Americans across this country are suffering from a monstrous wave of hatred, discrimination, and violence. This type of bigotry is nothing new. It's existed for, well, pretty much as long as America has been a thing, but it has increased dramatically over the past year, in the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic and the hateful rhetoric of former President Donald Trump. Average, everyday Americans are being targeted every day for no reason other than the way they look, and they need your help. If you would like to help put an end to this horrific trend, please go to GoFundMe.com slash AAPI and donate whatever you can. That's GoFundMe.com slash AAPI. Thank you.